0: For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You know, Raina and I were watching an episode of a kind of a documentary TV series on Germans' invasion of Norway and this uh, as it was going on this episode was going on you could feel that uh that things were building in in this episode and uh, the tension was building in it and and reina can't handle too much of that and if it builds too much she'll ask me to uh, turn you know mute the sound and she might even cover her face now before you kinda of judge her, you have to know that I'm not too far behind her. Uh, I have been known to, to grab the remote and skip through a suspenseful scene because I just can't handle the suspense, suspense in it. But, um, uh, but anytime you watch something like this, what I do find is that there's this building, right? There's this building of the suspense until it finally happens. Well, we, here we are. We are in the last chapter of Matthew, and we are at the last few verses of Matthew. And one would think that what we've experienced prior to coming to this place where we, uh, we see the, the arrest of Jesus, we see the trial of Jesus, we see the crucifixion of Jesus, the death of Jesus. Uh, him buried in a tomb, and the resurrection of Jesus. You think that that is kind of the, that's it. That's where we finally come to the conclusion and, uh, and things, you know, the, the, the screen goes dim and that is all but what we're finding what we find here is it's kind of like going to a concert and there's the encore there's that one more song and and really we need the encore we need these verses because if we have only the resurrection with no instruction we're going to miss out on so much The resurrection is just the beginning of what is to come, and we're in the what is become, we're experiencing. So let's dive into these verses uh, today and take a look at them and read through them. So we'll kind of read and stop uh, as we go through so we can can grasp hold of what's going on here. They're very familiar verses uh, to us, but let's read what they say. In verse 16, chapter 28, then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. So here's a few things that we can pick up from this. First of all, I want us to see that that, I want us to recognize that this takes place on a mountain. Isn't that good? On a mountain. Well, when we think back to the book of Matthew and we read through the book of Matthew, what what has taken place on a mountain? Actually, a lot of significant things have taken place on a mountain. We have had the, um, we had Jesus was temp- during the temptation, and Satan brought him up onto a mountain. We see that there's a transfiguration up on the mountain. There is the uh, Sermon on the Mount, on the mountain. We have even Jesus's last discords on the Mount of Olives. So a lot of significant things happen on a mountain with Jesus. And so it is good that we come to the end. And what happens? What we know is a great commission happens on a mountain. Second, what do we see here? We see that the disciples worshiped him. Now some, it says, doubted. And and I can't fault anybody for that. I have been late to the party at times, haven't you? I mean, there is something going on, a situation going on, and and, and we find ourselves maybe back here where everybody else is up here. And and I kind of think that's what's happening here, is that most of the disciples are going, whoa, this is the risen Jesus, we get this finally. And others are going, what? Are you serious? I don't know. I'm still kind of wondering, how can this happen? So what we do see is that we do see that they are worshiping. And here's what I think is probably one of the keys in what takes place here. And that this is what I see. We will have a hard time fulfilling the great commission, the commission that Jesus gives us here if we're not first worshiping him. Let me say that again. We will find it, a, we will find it hard To fulfill the great commission if we don't find that we are worshiping Jesus first, our risen Savior. And so it is a delight that we see that the disciples are worshiping Jesus. Well, let's read on. Now Jesus speaks and he says to the disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit." teaching them to obey that all I have commanded you. Well, there's a lot packed into this part here. And first we have this, this place where Jesus is saying that all authority has been given to him on heaven and on earth. And I think it's, it's also important for us to go back to what took place in Matthew, at the beginning of Matthew in chapter one, where the announcement is made that Jesus has arrived and that he is called who, Emmanuel. Um, and, uh, and, and so we have this God with us who all authority has been given to him. Jesus, when he goes into the, to the wilderness and he is tempted, Satan brings him up onto a mountain And there he shows him basically the world, and he says, all this can be yours. And in essence, what he's saying to him is, all of this, all of what you see, you will have authority over. But what would that authority consist of? That authority would consist of a tyranny, a tyranny of authority, the worst kind of authority that you could ever have. And it was only going to be on this earth. Jesus makes a declaration because he followed the plan of the Father that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. Where does it come from? It comes from this. It comes from the part that Jesus defeated death. He defeated death. That's why Paul wrote, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? See, Jesus defeated that because he defeated sin, because he defeated death. Therefore, all authority can belong to him. I also like the fact that it's him declaring that he has the authority. Not that I have all authority in heaven and on earth, but he has all authority in heaven and on earth. And it is for me to follow him and to come under his authority and what he is doing. And that is where the power lies. It doesn't lie with me, but it lies with him and me being under that authority. So he says, go, go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. We are commissioned to go. We first worship, and then we go. Under his authority, not ours, to make disciples. You know, one, for one to be a disciple, Jesus says, you teach them to obey all that I have commanded you. Teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you someone who just accepts Jesus will have a hard time being a disciple. A disciple happens intentionally. That's what we see here. We are to go and intentionally make disciples, not unintentionally, not kind of sort of hope that somebody will be able to follow Jesus, but that we are to go and intentionally make disciples. And in doing so, a disciple is one who is an Im- imitator of Jesus an imitator of who Jesus is. So we ourselves first must be a disciple, one who is willing to study and to know and to be an imitator of Jesus. So we then can repeat that. And we can repeat what Jesus has said. If you want to follow after me, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross daily and follow him. It's not about me having authority. It's about his authority over me. And then the ultimate is this, is baptism, is that go and baptize. Why does he put that in there? Well, because a true disciple of Jesus will want to express that they are following him, that they're a true follower of Jesus by what they do outwardly. See, baptism is that outward expression of what has taken place inwardly. Paul puts it so well in Romans chapter 6, where he says we have died in, with Christ, and we have been buried with him, and we now raise, as he was raised from the dead, so we too have been raised to new life. So baptism is a great example of that death in Christ as Christ died, and the risen Christ as we rise from the water, so we too uh, have risen to new life. That's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. We die to self, and we live for him. And so we do so baptizing not in our power, but in his, not in our name, but in the name of Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, baptizing them in the name of these three. Why? Because that's where the authority is. That is where we put our hope and trust in. So Jesus finishes up with us. He finishes up with saying um, these words as he says, I am with you always, to the end of the earth. I mentioned earlier about how in chapter one, the, the angels declared that here is God, Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus comes to the place and he ends this by saying the very same thing. The, the angels declared it and now Jesus declared it. I am with you always. Remember, this book was written primarily to Jewish people. And for them, where did they go to meet with God? Where were they going to find God? They were going to find him at the the ascent up to Jerusalem, to the temple of God, and there God would be. And Jesus is saying, my new covenant says that I am with you always. You no longer need to go to the temple to be with God, for God is with us, Emmanuel. That is so encouraging and so good. So I want to encourage you to do this. When this video stops, to close out this, their time in Matthew, can I encourage you to take time, shut this off, and read through these verses slowly, pausing. See if you can stretch these few verses out to about five minutes. And as you do, ponder the thoughts that are there and to ask yourself the question, am I following Jesus as a disciple who is willing to obey obey all that he has commanded me. Lord Jesus, thank you for this book. Thank you for the power that rests in the words that we have gone through in the book of Matthew. God, help us to take seriously this commission that Jesus has given to us, that we will first find ourselves being worshipers of Jesus, and that we are followers of him, learning from him, so that we can teach others to be followers of Jesus as well. Lord, help us to not be satisfied with a few baptisms, but with many more baptisms to come, because we are making disciples and baptizing people in your name. Thank you that you are with us always to the end of the earth. May we continue to know the great blessing that you poured out upon us through Jesus Christ. I pray this in his name, amen. God bless you today.